Welcome. Welcome back to the same 24 hours podcast. Thank you so much for listening and stopping in. Today's guest is awesome and I'm very excited about her. But first, I want to tell you about something exciting that is coming from me personally. So in the end of this year, December, (laughs) did you know that that's the last month in the year, December? You learn something every day here on the same 24 hours. In December, early January, I'm going to be launching a new platform, launching um, group coaching and amazing things for your, (laughs) for real this time, year of no nonsense, 2021, since 2020 had a little nonsense. So anyway, stay tuned for that coming from me. If you don't already subscribe to my newsletter, I don't send it out a lot, but I do send out important stuff there. You can go to swimbikemom.com, scroll to the bottom, give me your deets. I will not spam you, but I will let you know when my new coaching platform launches. Soon to be very, very exciting. So today's guest is Sarah Centrella, and she is you know, I think like my long lost sister, (laughs) we had a lot of things to riff on that were very, very similar. And she is really cool. That's all I can say about Sarah. No, I'm just kidding. I have a lot I can say about her. So she is the founder of Future Boards and how, and she talks about in this episode, how she's manifested her dreams using them. And it's not a vision board. And it's not positive vibes only, which we talk about our joint hatred for that. (laughs) But I'll let you listen to the episode. No need for me to tell you everything about it. But Sarah Centrella, follow her at sarahcentrella.com and stay tuned for more from she and I, because I have a feeling we're going to be really good friends. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sarah Centrella. Hi, and welcome to the same 24 hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. Very excited about our guest today. Sarah Centrella is here. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Meredith. Looking yeah, forward to thanks so much. I'm so excited to talk to you. So let's get right into it. What are future boards and why do we need them in our lives? Well, as you can see, I have a very small obsession, but with good reason, they've completely changed my life. I've been, um, I created the method for future boards um, about five years ago, and I've been manifesting through this method for about 10 years, a little over 10 years. Um, and they've literally, you know, when I started doing this 12 years ago, um, I was a single mom whose husband had just left her with three little kids, no income, no nothing. Um, you know, I was literally on, on food stamps. So it's taken me from that to 
up leveling my life pretty much every year for the last 10 years completely changed my life. Um, so I'm, it's something that I'm super, super passionate about. It's a way to architect your future and custom design it, if you will, uh, and then step into it, turn it into reality. Okay. So what, what is a future board exactly? So a future board is, you can see one behind me, this is kind of my, um, core future board, if you will. Um, it is an intentional, um, almost like, you know, a physical plan of what is coming in your future. And so it helps you answer the question of, you know, what do I want in my career? Do, if I'm at a nine to five, do I eventually want to work for myself? Do I want to be a digital nomad? You know, whatever. So you can actually start to plan that out and imagine what a day in the life is going to be like in, you know, in that life. Um, and so it's, it's, the combination of true visualization where you're really walking through it in your mind, creating it in your mind first, and then we're going to find the pictures. So there's no magazines here. There's no, you know, party with your girlfriends, do this together. This is very um, intentional work that, you know, if I'm working with a client one-on-one it takes us five weeks to get here. So it's, 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 uh, you know, intentional. I don't know what else to say. It, it really does take that, um, that getting to know yourself before you can yeah. ever get to a place where you can look for pictures. So what is the first, and so like with vision boards, the difference is like with vision boards, you're flipping through a magazine and you're like, hey, that looks nice, I'll put it on my board. And this is yeah. the opposite of that. You awesome. vision it in your head right. and then you say, where is that in nature? Like, where can I find the replica, like the replica of what is in my head? Yeah, so it's kind of like, think of it, um, let's say you had a goal to get fit and you join a gym and you go to the gym twice a week for 15 minutes and you're like, oh, I have the best intention, right? Like I have the membership and paying for it. I'm showing up and, you know, walking around the gym um, versus hiring a trainer or, you know, getting working out at like Orange Theory or someplace where it's really going to kick your butt. It's going to change your body, all those types of things. So that's really what, what this is here old school vision boards were exactly that. You're looking through a bunch of magazines. You're like, oh, I like tacos. I'll put a taco on here. <laughs> tacos like, are definitely on my, any board I make, whatever like, board it is. What are you trying to create? Like go in the kitchen, make a taco. There you go. So um, yeah, so this is really like, okay, what do I want my body to look like? What types of relationships do I want? Do I want to manifest the love of my life? Do I want to manifest children? Um, whatever, like custom building out from a blank space, which is the hard part, right? Because we always kind of just imagine our life a tiny bit better than it is. But if you can wipe that slate clean and say, I'm dealing with a blank canvas. So if I could have anything I wanted, what does that look like in all the areas that matter in my life? Um, that's a much harder task to do. <laughs> and, it, you know, you have to get to know yourself in that process. And then once that becomes clear, yeah, then we get our, all of our pictures on Pinterest. So that's, that's how oh. we, um, yeah, so we go about it from the place of the vision is clear in our head. And I have a bunch of like tricks on how to how to really make Pinterest a whole different <laughs> application than anyone's ever used it before, um, and it becomes this amazing addiction in a really good way that is feeding your dreams and feeding um, you know that positivity in your life, so you can really start to see it come alive. Do you ever have anyone come to you with just like one area? of their life. Like for me, I want to do a bodybuilding show. I'm very stuck on it. I'm very stuck on like my progress because I think I'm having a hard time visualizing it. 
And like I even bought, I'll show you, hold on. <laughs> anyone that's listening is like, what are you doing? But anyone who's watching can see my glitter bikini. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There I you even go. have my glitter bikini, but I'm like, love it. That's never gonna work. You know, so how <laughs> could you take one area that's pressing? Cause I mean, I think doing my whole life would be awesome, but I feel pretty good about a lot of areas right now. But that I'm hung up on. So could yeah. do you ever do just one area of life? So I would say everybody comes to me with the one area that's the burning question. Everybody yeah. does. Right? So whether like they want love or they want success or they want more money or whatever their thing is, everyone comes with that. I actually don't coach anyone just specifically on that thing because we have to address everything in your life. Like we have to address your thoughts. We have to address what's blocking you because clearly there's something blocking you or else you would have already done it. Right. So yeah. whether that is, um, you know, everyone has self-talk that is counterproductive to ourselves, right? Um, so if you start to know what some of the other steps are, like how to change your thoughts, how to use your words to start predicting the fact that you're going to do that, you're going to walk up on stage, you're going to take that trophy, um, and then kick in the visualizations, you're able to create a what that moment feels like before it happens. And you mm -hmm. can literally get yourself to the place where you feel the excitement and the adrenaline and all of that. And once you have that, that's your ultimate motivator. So rather than trying to get yourself motivated every day to like do the food plan, do the workout plan and all that, which is hard. If you can live out the day in the life in such a clear way that you want that, that will be enough to get you out of bed every single day and say, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Not bad enough. Yeah. And, and that's where the disconnect is. Cause it's like, I want it bad enough in the gym. I just don't want it bad enough with my snacks. Right. <laughs> you right. know, I, that's so where I keep get that visual of like, that's me on stage, you know, and you go through all the process, you know, I'm sure there's videos online that will help you kind of create that visualization, um, you know, in your head and imagine what it'd be like to win or get the trophy or do all of those things, the more you start to do that, the more you become obsessed. And obsession mm -hmm. is actually an amazing tool for getting what you want. So the more you visualize before you go to the gym and then at the gym, you're like, this is the day before I'm ripped, you know, whatever. <laughs> so you're kind of right. really, you're taking that visualization piece with you all the time. And you're starting to like, listen to maybe podcasts of women who've done it or whatever, you know, and you're starting to kind of surround yourself with it in your daily life. Um, a lot more, it, it becomes its own motivation, but you need to kind of get those pieces in play. And then absolutely you should put it, it should certainly be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on your board and it should be probably your phone screensaver too. Like it should be a visual reminder. I've got a visual <laughs> reminder on my screensaver and I just like click straight through that to my fitness pal to log my cookies. You know, I'm like, ah, but you know, what you said that I think is really important is that everyone comes to you with like a burning area. And I, like in my book, I talk about how we have, most of us have a presenting problem, right? Like, oh, I need to lose weight, but really you have like core beliefs that are you know, messed up from childhood yep. and it's, right. da, 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 da. it's never the presenting problem. Never. Um, so how has this, how has future boards changed people's um, perception of their entire lives? Like how have they come to you and said, Oh, I need to, you know, put down the yeah. cookies. And you're like, Oh, you actually need to leave your marriage or whatever. <laughs> like what, exactly. what is the kind of shocking truth about 
finding the truth. Yeah. Oh my God. I think there's so, so many, and you're right. There's, um, I mean, one of the biggest things I learned really, really early on why this was so different was because it wasn't really about the pictures. They were the almost the final product. They were kind of like, after we'd done all the work, found out what our blocks were, changed the story in our head and, you know, started to, to live it and then started doing action towards it. Then the pictures become a reminder more than anything, but the process is already going. Um, and so it's that whole process, honestly, that most people get their biggest shifts and their biggest <clears throat> aha moments. And in the book, um, so the book Future Boards walks you through every kind of step uh, with it. And it starts out with talking about dreamers and thinkers. And that I think has probably been one of the biggest shifts most people have had is because I think people know right away. I mean, I could say it in a live room, raise your hand and everyone kind of knows what category they fall into or if they're kind of a mix of both, <clears throat> but they didn't know how to cross over, <laughs> right? So a dreamer like myself, I was always a dreamer, um, which meant that you have, you see the whole end game in your head and you're super excited, but there's a giant canyon <laughs> between where you are today and that end game. And it seems so vast and so unclear and you have literally no idea what the steps are in between that dreamers just get frustrated and they quit and they walk away. And so they get a reputation from all the people they know of like, oh, you just quit shit, you know? Um, yeah. And then there's the opposite. They just get locked in their head and they can't get the vision. And I realized you have to do both. I mean, you have to, or else you're not going to get anywhere. And so I think that I was a little surprised by that. I kind of thought most people maybe knew that about themselves, but that has been really kind of life-changing for a lot of people because they're now getting those other skills and they're able to kind of move forward in a way they hadn't before. But uh, yeah, to, to your point, every single client that, that comes to me, they'll come with whatever, you know, I, I want the love of my life. I want money, this, that, or the other thing. And I'm like, okay, well, we start with a dream for your future life. <laughs> right. And as the exercise, I want you to like, imagine doing all these things you would never imagine doing. And it's kind of like, what? <laughs> what right. does this have to do with what I'm working on? But it's a process and it works. And it's been working for, you know, almost a decade for thousands of people and it will rock your world. You just kind of have to really be in it. <clears throat> yeah. What have you found is the number one thing that people are stuck on? Oh God. Number one, money for sure. Money. Money. Yeah, money for mm. sure. Um, and then right behind that close second is worthiness. I think women especially don't even realize how much they're thoughts about, um, and beliefs like real deep down. So let's say on a surface level, like the thing you would tell your girlfriend is of course I'm worthy of that, like, or I deserve that, or I want that, but way down deep, if the belief is I'm not really deserving of success, or I'm afraid I would ruin it, or I'm afraid I'm not good enough for it or whatever, then you can work really hard to get success and you'll be blocking its reception all along the way. And you're going to get really frustrated because you're like, wait a second, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. But way down that suppressed belief is I'm not worthy of it. So it's repelling. So I think that that's massive. It shows up for women, especially in literally every area of their life um, across the board. And, and then money is a really huge one. And it doesn't matter where you are on the financial scale. I want to make that clear. So I've dealt with multimillionaire clients. I've dealt with clients who have given them the coaching because they didn't have $5. So I've, I've run the gamut, right? 
and you can have money blocks everywhere in between all the way to the top. So everything I teach is about up-leveling your whole life. That's our goal. So I don't want to be in the same financial situation, lifestyle situation, education, like nothing to be the same five years from now as it is today, which means almost everything in your life changes, which is scary right. for a lot of people. They're like, Ugh, right. I just want people, the money. <laughs> I don't want everything in my life to change. <laughs> I just want to do a bodybuilding show. I don't want to like, my yeah. Life. yeah, right. That's exactly. Like if you get the money, everything in your life does change. And people are really ignorant about that. And I don't mean that in a rude way. I just mean, they just don't understand how that works. But if you under, start to understand how that works on day one, way before you have it, then you're building out a happy life that is growing with the success versus getting everything all lopsided and unhappy and all these horror stories we hear about it, you know? Right. So it, I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Do you believe in the fear of success? Like, do you think, because I hear that all the time that people are, you know, they'll say, well, I'm scared to fail, but I think I'm scared to succeed. And I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like saying that you have a fear of success is really just a loophole to get to do what you want and not hold yourself accountable. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm still on the fence about it because I hear, uh, you know, different, different versions, but like, what do you think about the fear of success? Where does that fall on your radar? On a a general, uh, (laughs) generally, I hate these catchphrases that people are like, oh my God, that's my thing. Now I can put it on. I'm all or nothing. Yes. Like it's my label. I now can excuse myself from the party and I freaking hate them. I think they're excuses quite honestly. Yes. It's the excuse to not look deeper and see what is my problem? Why am I not succeeding? Because chances are it's a block like worthiness doesn't have anything to do with a fear of success. It has to do with the fear of what if I ruin it when I get there or, you know, no one in my family is successful. So will they not like me if I become successful? So it's way deeper than that. But as soon as catchphrases come along, (laughs) people just use them as a get out of jail free card. And it makes me crazy. And I think um, imposter syndrome is another one. Uh, imposter syndrome and all or nothing. I, and eight out of 10 of my clients come to me and they go, you know, I'm just all or nothing. And I'm like, well, isn't that convenient? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like, like they're just excuses to not do the work. And I don't have any time for that. So it's like, because here's the thing, you know, if you're like, oh, I have imposter syndrome, A, you don't even know what that means nine times out of 10 and B, okay. So what do you do about it? And, you know, so like, it's a useless thing. But if you're then saying, hey, you know, why do I feel kind of out of my comfort zone when I'm starting something new? Then I say, welcome to the human race. Right. <laughs> you're human. Congratulations. Every single person who has ever tried something new since the dawn of time has felt exactly that way. It doesn't mean you're an imposter. It means that you're trying something outside your comfort zone. So cool. Do it enough until you don't feel that way. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I love the work you do. And the work that I do is dream-based as well. Like that's the foundation. And it's so much different than the bullshit that is the power of positivity. And I have a feeling I don't even, I don't even know where you stand on this because I don't have to, if you start with a dream, I know how you feel about the power of positivity. So let's, let's riff on that for a minute. Um, Positive vibes only. Um, <laughs> Again, positive thinking. Catchphrases. Catchphrases. <laughs> so, so let's talk about where does dreaming and future boards and changing your freaking life and positive thinking, you know, where do yeah. they intersect and where don't they? Oh my God. So when I very first started, you know, this journey, I had never read a self-help book. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. So 
a lot of what I teach um, is still coming from from that angle. And I, I never wanted to change it. I never wanted to be like the scholar who's been like, you know, I wanted to come at it like a real chick who's like, this shit doesn't make sense. Like break right. it down for me so I can understand what you're talking And pos- the whole positive thinking thing, the way that it's put out there was one of those, I'm like, it doesn't fucking make logical sense. Like explain it to me in a way that it does and then I'm, I'll be on board. And, and as long as it works, cool. So what I've discovered is Positive thinking is 50% of the equation, if that. And they're selling it as 100%. And guess what? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, So I, I have uh, something that I teach in both my books called uh, Think It. It's like how to actually change your thoughts versus people running around with these catchphrases, right? So part of it is, yes, I have to change the negativity that's happening in my brain. We all have it. But if I'm not changing it into an actual positive outcome, so here's the difference between positivity and good vibes only and all that other bullshit, right? That's all. You're okay. You're fine the way you are. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Like it's a bunch of bullshit, right? It's not actually asking the universe or yourself for any type of outcome. It's just band-aid. Or accountability. It's a band-aid on a bullet wound. Like this yeah. shit's still going to bleed as soon as you take it off. <laughs> so you have to, you have to put the outcome you want out instead every single time. So you're creating it. So let's say the negative voice in my head is saying, Sarah, you're not worthy of, um, God, pick your poison, (laughs) but you're not worthy of a gorgeous, sexy body, let's say, one of the things, right? Or probably not using the word worthy. It's like, bitch, go lose weight, whatever. (laughs) Like that's a real (laughs) voice in my head, right? So I have to like recognize that voice isn't serving me. It's actually making me feel like crap. It demotivates me to go to the gym right? makes me not want to like get my shit together. So I have to then recognize that number one, and then I have to change it into an outcome I want. So I have to actually say you are healthy and you are sexy and you're getting better every day. So see how that changes everything. Now I'm creating an outcome with it versus putting a bandaid on it. Like saying, girl, you're fine. You're fine. Love yourself. Love, right. love yourself. <laughs> ah, ah, I think this is going to piss a fire. lot of people off. I know, but come on, guys. Okay, like we can't just put band aids on everything and expect right. our life to change. Right. We have to move it forward. Right. We, we have, have to, to prove to ourselves that we yes. are capable and ca- and like trustworthy to ourselves in order to love ourselves. Like that was a big pain point in the book. I the last book I wrote because I said I have this whole section where I say self-care is, is nonsense. Like self-care mm-hmm. and self-love is bullshit because everyone in the self helping industry is coming at you and telling you to first step one, love yourself. Yeah. And we're too you smart for that. Any change. Like you can't yeah. because nothing, there's nothing new in the equation to love if you've hated yourself your whole life. Thank you. Oh, I knew it. Like I, right? I yeah, I knew, you know, I, I knew so little about you, but yet I knew everything. <laughs> So just telling yourself that when nothing has changed, your brain is going to fight it every time. It's going to say that isn't true. You have no evidence of that. You're the exact same lifestyle that you always were five years ago. And so, yeah, so you're fighting yourself. But if you start to put out mottos that encourage you, so that's why I love things like I am transforming. I am getting better every day. Those things actually do motivate you to get up and do the things you want to do because you're building yourself up every day. And I love saying things like, I'm so proud of myself. Mm. That's that one, right? So I'm giving myself the pat on the back. And I'm saying that when I'm doing the hard things, I'm so proud of you, right? So 
of course we should love ourselves, but just stop putting bandages on everything. Start figuring out what the thing is that is actually preventing you from moving forward and then begin doing the things that move you forward. And you're not gonna have to convince yourself to love yourself. You're not gonna have to convince yourself that other people love you. You will not have to convince yourself you're worthy of anything. You will believe that shit and go to the mat for that shit. Right, right. And this, this is why I get so hung up on, on this body image and, and you know, self-love culture is because I know I've lived it for the last 10 years that when I'm not in integrity with my own self, my own body, whatever that is, whatever weight it is, it doesn't freaking matter. But however I say I need to live today for my food, for my exercise, and I don't do it, I don't love myself. And it has nothing to do with actually the house that is my body. It has everything to do with the plan I made and the plan I broke. And that's where the, the wearing down of self-love is, I think. And it's cumulative over time. You know, you may have grown up in childhood with some shitty parents who really did a number on you. And then you took that and continued it on. And so it's a, a lot of it is about breaking this cycle, right? I mean, it's habit and, and how do you change the internal? I think the biggest thing for a lot of people who maybe haven't worked with a coach or haven't done a lot of um, self-development to this point, maybe they're kind of new to it, which welcome. I'm so excited. Your life's about to change. Like figure, figure out what speaks your language and just go for it, but start taking the advice, start putting it into play. Don't listen to everything under the sun, do nothing about it. Listen to one thing, put it into play. If it makes sense, listen to something else, put it into play. Right. Um, so yeah, I think the, the big breakthrough for most people is that, you know, knowing what those patterns even are in the first place. Most people have no idea that they have patterns, what they are, how destructive they are, where they come from. So one of my things that I, that I started years ago that just works for my brain is I'm kind of trying to very visual. So I'm always trying to put things together in a puzzle. (laughs) And so if I can see an outcome once, then my brain's like, Ooh, where did that outcome come from before? Like what else kind of makes sense? And then I'm always trying to find those parallels and and it's like an onion. I'm peeling it back, peeling it back. And then when I finally figure out what it was, I'm like, ah, I'm free of it. I can move on. That block is gone. It's gone in all these areas of my life. And it's just, it's so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the truth onion. Um, that you have to put peel and peel and peel and you'll cry a lot getting there and then you'll get to the stinky <laughs> core and there it is. And as soon as you're done with that onion, another one pops up because you are always trying to figure out how do I get to the core of this truth? And and that's, ha- that's the work that I think most of people that perceive themselves as stuck aren't willing to do or don't know that they need to do. But I think- Yeah, and I yeah. think it's scary from the outside, especially if you haven't done it, um, but guys, that, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm telling you my, the best calls I've ever had with clients or even, even on group sessions is where someone gets there. Like they mm-hmm. get there and just, I mean, we all get chills. Like you just know when you're there, it can be emotional because I'm sure that everyone's blocks on some level trace so much farther back than we ever knew. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, it is a deep process but it is the most freeing process, the most liberating, the most empowering, because I always say we can't change what we don't know. And that's a very frustrating place to be in. So like the example I gave earlier, if you're working really, really hard and you're not getting the success you want, 
you're kind of beating yourself against the wall and you just, it, it's really frustrating. You know, it's not a fair place to be in because your energy, you're trying to do it all. But if you have a core belief that is the opposite of all the work you're putting in, they just fight each other the whole time. Right. And you, you know, something's off and it just starts building frustration to the point where most people will just quit right? rather than find out what is that thing that is preventing or is repelling the outcomes that I want. As soon as I know what it is, literally I'm no therapist. Um, but once you get to know what it is, that's 99% of the work. There isn't usually a ton more work that has to be done. We don't have to give it a whole lot more thought. We don't have to dwell on it. It's like, once you know what, where that belief came from, it just, it's gone. It's really, really magical and amazing. So don't be scared of the work because be excited. That's how change happens. That's right. That's right. So let's leave listeners with one thing that they can do right now, besides of course, going to follow you and buying your books, which we will get to, but what is one thing that you can do right fresh now um, as we sit here and, and the craziness that is 2020 to move yourself forward? Like what is step one? Oh, Lordy, there's so many great places to start. Um, I am such a big believer that every bit of change starts in our head first. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a, a scary place <laughs> to begin. So I like to break it down to very, very simple things. So probably the, the first one thing tip that I would give would be really start listening to yourself. Listen to the words that you're saying to your girlfriends, to your kids, to your spouse, listen to what is coming out of your mouth because chances are if you stop and just just write down in a journal once you've been listening to your to your words write down in a journal kind of what was coming up what you were saying and then look at your life and i can guarantee you the two match right right so if you're complaining because your partner is blah 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 you'll look at it your partner's blah 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 so you look at your finances, you're complaining about those, right? So we have created that, you guys. I don't care what your situation is or where you are. You have created it with your words, your thoughts, and your actions. So if that part is true, the reverse is true. If you can start using your words to create outcomes you want, to start say the thing, saying the things that you want, then you are going to create a completely different life. It's just I love fact. It. It's yeah. fact. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. So more than you ever want to know about me is at sarahcentrella.com. Um, my books are there, my courses. I do a monthly coaching circle. Um, so if you wish you had a life coach, <laughs> I will be your life coach. Um, and you'll meet a lot of amazing people in there. And my podcast is there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Meredith. This was really fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.